0: Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Nada Youssef, and you're listening to Health Essentials Podcast by Cleveland Clinic. We're broadcasting from Cleveland Clinic main campus here in Cleveland, Ohio, and here, and we're here with Dr. Shazam Hussain. Dr. Hussain is the director of the Cerebrovascular Center for Cleveland Clinic's Neurological Institute, and today we are talking about women and stroke. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Sure thing. Now, uh, before we begin, I would like to ask you some uh, questions off-topic, just to get to know you on a personal level, if you don't mind. Sure. So what is the best place to be on a Friday night in Cleveland?
1: Uh, You know... (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoy myself being with my kids and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hanging out with the family at home. Yeah. We're, we're not too much, you know, outgoing or going out to many places. So sure. just a nice night to watch, you know, eat some pizza and watch a movie some at Netflix. home. That's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> How about um, your best travel destination?
1: Best travel destination? I, I, we, we go up to Canada quite a bit. That's where I'm Canada? originally from. So oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. we like to go up there and visit family. So. Sure,
0: great. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite all-time concert?
1: Favorite all-time concert, uh, you know, I, when I was younger, we went to a Smashing Pumpkins concert, oh, which okay. was really, it was quite, a, quite an entertaining show, good. very good times. So <laughs>
0: Perfect. And uh, before we begin, please remember, this is for informational purposes only, and it's not intended to replace your own physician's advice. So, women and stroke. So, women and men are similar in many ways, Mm -hmm. but not when it comes to stroke risk and symptoms. And each year, um, stroke kills twice as many women as breast cancer does. However, this fact is widely unknown among the general public. Um, And here's some more facts for um, our our listeners. Stroke is the third leading cause of death for women. In comparison, stroke is the fifth leading cause of death for men. Each year, 55,000 more women have a stroke Uh, than men Uh, but many strokes are preventable and treatable and every woman can take steps to prevent stroke by knowing her risk factors and making healthy changes do women have more strokes than men
1: yeah, if you look at the data, you know, as you mentioned, more women per year will have a stroke than men. A uh, it, 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 lot of it has to do with women do tend to live longer than men, and mm-hmm. unfortunately the biggest risk factor for stroke is age, which we don't have the cure for yet. So, mm-hmm. um, But by those numbers, now in addition to that though, there are speci- certain risk factors that are unique to women as compared to men. Um, that may drive some of that increased numbers as well.
0: Okay. So in general, can you tell us what stroke symptoms both women and men face that are uh, similar, identical?
1: Yeah, we we like to tell our patients about an uh, acronym called BFAST. Mm -hmm. Uh, So B standing for balance. uh, If you have some kind of loss of balance or you can't walk. E for eyes, uh, meaning vision, if you're having any trouble with your vision, losing vision in one eye or part of the b- 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 part of your visual field. Uh, then FAST, uh, F stands for face, if there's droopiness in the face on one side or the other. Uh, A for arm, which stands for arm weakness or, or, or numbness, which could also apply to the leg as well. Mm-hmm. And then S for speech, if there's any difficulty speaking or getting your words out, slurring your words, or being able to understand what's being said to you. And then the T is really important because that really emphasizes and reminds us about the time element of stroke. And that's a time to call 911. It's really important. Uh, We we lose somewhere in the order of about two million neurons a minute in the situation of a a acute stroke, Um, and so it's really a a situation where every second counts. And in really, again, the 911s. It's important to call a paramedic or have medical attention. We don't want people driving themselves to the hospital. Uh, You know, you really want those professionals to come and be able to help. You know, get you to the right place uh, the first time.
0: And you mentioned two million neurons are lost. Mm-hmm. Too many
1: neurons or brain cells per minute in the situation of a stroke. So.
0: And those don't recover? Yeah,
1: unfortunately, the brain is a very sensitive uh, organ to damage. Um, there can be recovery that happens after a stroke, but where areas of damage occur, largely those areas are not able to r- you know, uh, regenerate or sure, come back. So. Sure.
0: Um, I want to ask you about the numbness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have my arm starts going numb you know, a lot of times, even you hear a heart attack could be your left arm. Mm-hmm. So how do you, is there, uh, are there other symptoms they have to be coupled with the numbness, or is this just like numbness, I should go see a doctor for a stroke?
2: Yeah,
1: g- g- great question. Uh, numbness is, you uh, know, it's a little bit of a tricky symptom sometimes, because mm-hmm. numbness can come from a lot of different reasons. As you mentioned, c- you know, potentially even in heart attacks, you mm-hmm. can see it. And sometimes it's just a matter of someone, you know, pinching a nerve. Right. Uh, and so how to distinguish between them. Usually when we're talking about numbness related to a stroke, it's typically going to involve the whole half of the body. It's going to oh, involve okay. the face, the arm, and the leg all together. Now, when it first starts off, it may start in one part of the body, but usually it'll spread kind of throughout one side of the body. So the
0: numbness will go th- through the whole side? Typically
1: speaking, I won't just, you know, if it's just involving one small area, like it's just your hand, for example, sure. usually that's very atypical that would be related to a stroke. That may be more okay. related to a pinched nerve or something else. But if it's involving multiple parts, it's really extending across, you know, Entire half of the body that would be more concerning and, and probably would prompt you to go and get medical attention right okay. away. So great, great especially to too if it's a sudden onset.
0: Right, right. All right. So, what are the additional stroke symptoms uniquely identified in women? We talked about be fast for women and men. Mm-hmm. Um, what is uh, the um, stroke symptoms uniquely identified in women?
1: Yeah, in women. Uh, so yeah, as you mentioned, we want to make sure that they know about the big common stroke symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, Very much similar, though, to also with Heart Attack, Women don't always have the same exact symptoms as what you'd expect, you know, based on what we think of in general for for stroke. And so, unfortunately, a lot of those symptoms sometimes can be a little bit vague. Uh, You know, women can sometimes present with more, you know, dizziness uh, or lightheadedness at the time of these events. Uh, They'll report uh, uh, more, you know, numbness, uh, you know, and uh, and sometimes even other, you know, again, somewhat vague symptoms of things like hiccups or things like that. So, and sometimes those, again, can be caused by many other reasons. I, I think the key there for women is to be attuned to know that strokes can happen in women, that they may happen even a little uh, more commonly uh, in women than men, knowing about those really common symptoms that are, can occur. And then also, if they're c- even if they're coupled with some of these other symptoms that are there, uh, maybe, maybe women are just a little more in tune to their bodies and pick up on these things a little bit better than men do. But uh, if those symptoms are there, not to just try to wait it out or, right. or see what happens, it's important to get medical attention right away. So. Sure,
0: sure. So um, I know you mentioned time is crucial. Mm-hmm. So how long is too long when recognizing a stroke?
1: Yeah, r- really, uh, you know, as soon as you recognize those symptoms, unfortunately, we, we hear it, you know, very, very commonly that, uh, you know, someone will develop a stroke symptom. And for whatever reason, they, they say, well, you know, even though I can't move my arm, maybe it'll just go away. Maybe I just slept funny or... Yeah. Uh, you know, it'll it'll come back, and they, they try to sit on and wait and wait and wait. And really, when you have those kind of symptoms, uh, especially in that be fast. If you remember those yes. symptoms that are in there, those are you really don't want to wait because every minute, as we mentioned, does count. The treatments that we give do have a you know a time frame mm-hmm. um, that you know is within that, with usually is within hours. And so, really, the first sign of those symptoms, it's always best to just call nine one one and get into the hospital right away. Okay. Um, we yeah. have about for the intravenous clot buster medication called TPA, which is a very common treatment for for stroke Uh, you have up to four and a half hours uh, in in select in certain situations we have to meet other criteria but Mm -hmm. the time limit is usually within four and a half hours uh, for that clot buster medicine and then we do have all the other catheter treatments where we can go into blood vessels or remove clots uh, which uh, you can have up to 24 hours regardless of the outer limit though we also know that the sooner we can treat somebody is better. So sure. the faster you can treat, the best outcomes come if you can treat someone within one hour of their okay. symptoms starting. So And
0: that could prevent permanent brain damage versus waiting too long that could be permanent.
1: Correct exactly yeah. okay. the, the, the idea there is you try to get blood flow restored to the brain, limit the amount of damage and that gives the person the best chance to recover hopefully back to normal.
0: How about um, the symptoms that we talked about let's say for example something that's very obvious like a half your face is uh, droopy versus mm. the other half is that something that goes away after a stroke or is that something that can be I don't know curable or f- you can fix?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it depends a little bit on what areas of the brain get injured oh, okay. in the stroke and ha- to what degree. Um, the, again, a common misconception is that once someone has a stroke, that those things are permanent. And right. we also know that that's not true, that with therapy and recovery, uh, good, good physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and, and just time, actually, the brain has the capacity to recover from a stroke. Mm-hmm. Usually, the areas that are damaged from the stroke, unfortunately, get permanently damaged. But the areas that are around it that are normal will be able to take over for the damaged area. Um, and so, you know, uh, oftentimes it may require some intensive therapy, but we see most patients will show improvement or recovery uh, over time. Typically speaking, it's in the first three months is where the majority of that recovery happens. Okay. But even to a year or more, we, we sometimes see improvements. Recover. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: So what are the risk factors for stroke, and how do they differ for women?
1: Yeah, uh, so the common risk factors that we'll talk about, uh, the most common preventable risk factor is high blood pressure. Okay. Uh, so that's why we really emphasize that people who have, you know, we should, we, everybody should know their blood pressure. And if you do have high blood pressure, work with your physician, as well as eating a good diet and maintaining a healthy lifestyle to get your blood pressure under control. Um, if we eliminated blood pressure from the United States, if we were able to control everybody's high blood pressure, you'd eliminate half the strokes that occur. Uh, right. uh, so that's a really huge number, and you can see yeah. how impactful high blood pressure is. Uh, Otherwise, the common risk factors we talk about are high cholesterol, Mm -hmm. Uh, if someone has diabetes, um, and then smoking is another major risk factor. And so certainly we want people to stop smoking, not just for stroke, but for all the other health benefits that you get from quitting smoking. Uh, uh, Sedentary lifestyle and being overweight also increases your risk. Um, And so that's where diet and lifestyle measures also can, they can impact actually all the risk factors in in terms of making you healthier. Uh, when it comes to women, uh, you know, there, there are a few other risk factors there that are, are unique to women or, or seem to increase risk in women, but maybe not necessarily in men. Uh, certainly there are hormonal factors, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if someone is on birth control pills. Or on hormone replacement, this seems to increase the risk of having a stroke, mm-hmm. um, and particularly when that's paired also with smoking. If someone's on birth control and is a smoker, that really can increase your risk substantially. Right. So another good reason just not to smoke. Sure. Um, if pregnancy uh, during pregnancy, although the risk overall is very very low, and we don't want people to panic about the you know if they're pregnant, but right. there is a slightly increased risk uh, when someone is pregnant of having a, having a stroke. Um, and the other interesting risk factor is migraine uh, with aura. So people have migraine headaches and they have an aura which basically is uh, a a symptoms for example visual you know Mm -hmm. flashing lights or or things like that that can warn that a migraine is about to come this is what an aura uh, is called uh... it seems that women who have migraine with aura also have an increased risk uh, of having a stroke again overall that risk is very very low uh... but it increases it perhaps about two to two point five times
0: okay so um might sound like a dumb question, but is it for anybody any woman with a migraine have a higher risk or does it have to be migraine with aura? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it seems it's just in that subgroup of migraines with aura, so if people just have headaches or have migraines, that doesn't seem to be linked, but if it's a particular type of migraine that does have this warning symptom which could be flashing lights in the vision sometimes people experience a numbness or even some some speaking difficulties that migraine associated with these aura warning symptoms does seem to have an increased risk of stroke down the line.
0: Do we know why migraines with auras are linked to uh, higher risk of stroke.
1: Uh, it's not fully understood. Okay. Um, you know this association has certainly been noted and seems to be consistent of, uh, across multiple studies. Uh, you know migraine. Uh, there, there's a lot of interesting research going on into migraine itself to understand what exactly right. are the causes of what causes the migraine. Uh, part of that is that there seems to be effects on the blood vessels, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it can certainly be either inflammatory effects or things that can cause arteries to maybe have a little bit of um, spasming. Sure. And whether or not that may be linked to the stroke is a possibility, although it's, it's just not well understood yet. Sure,
0: so. sure. So I want to go back to a few things. You mentioned high blood pressure was a huge mm-hmm. reason for stroke. So I kind of want to go to h- high blood pressure. Yeah. And what co- what is the number one cause for high blood pressure then, and, and how can we control that?
1: Yeah, uh, high blood pressure in general, all of us as we age, our arteries get stiffer. And mm-hmm. when it gets stiffer, that, that then translates into higher blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, the, again, the biggest age. risk is age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, it's the, it, there are a lot of good ways to, even though as we get older we have a higher risk of that, we can keep that you know in check or, or prevent that from happening. And so, uh, largely in the United States, it's thought to be very dietary related. Okay. Um, in general, uh, we should be eating too much salt in our diets. Okay. Uh, the recommendations from the American Heart Association is that we should only be about 1,500 milligrams of salt uh you know uh, daily sure. and most of our diets actually are well over 3000 so mm. it, it's a really you know that impactful when you're eating a lot of salt in the diet and uh, particularly if you're eating a lot of processed foods eating out a lot that can be a lot of salt in in dishes that you order from a restaurant right. um, and in general you know people will add salt at the dinner table for example so we usually tell our patients don't add salt when you're c- when you're eating and then gradually d- dialing down or reducing the amount of salt unfortunately if you if you try to just cut salt out right away in your cooking for example when you're cooking mm-hmm. food's gonna taste terrible you never yes, be able to that's true. you'll never <laughs> be able to keep up with it so yeah. what you do is just gradually start to reduce the amount of salt okay. that you're cooking with and then your, your taste buds will adapt to that
0: Okay, great and then what lifestyle changes or modifications do you suggest for women to prevent strokes from happening or reoccurring
1: yeah, so uh, in general, uh, you know, both for women and and really for men as well is e- getting really healthier with our lifestyles in mm-hmm. general. So we want people to be exercising regularly, at least sixty to ninety minutes a day is some good physical activity. Okay. Uh, eating a good healthy diet. We talked about salt, but in addition, you know, watching the amount of fats, especially saturated fats or trans fats. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like fish, fish a couple times a week is is good for the diet. Okay. Um, and uh, if you're diabetic, we especially you know people have to be very very careful about the diet, especially watching the amount of starchy food and uh and that sort of thing uh smoking we already talked about again uh, really if you're a smoker there's no good reason to keep smoking it's, it's important to quit smoking because of stroke risk and other health benefits that you can get from that so. and
0: when you say smoking i just want to um, talk about that for a little bit because mm-hmm. i see a lot of people using a vape um, mm-hmm. and instead of smoking cigarettes and there's a lot of studies saying it it's better or it's not better. Is that the same risk if you're smoking vape or cigarettes?
1: Yeah, from, from the stroke perspective, uh, there's, there's no evidence that um, s- smoking the vape uh, is any different than in smoking regular cigarettes. Uh, it seems from stroke, it's really the nicotine component that's, that's what dri- that drives the stroke risk. Right, right. Um, so from a, from a stroke perspective, there's really not much difference. So sure,
0: sure. So this is very important information, so I'm going to go ahead and just um, verify a few things we talked about. Stroke is preventable. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, up to eighty percent of strokes are preventable through the healthy lifestyle changes that you can make, working with a healthcare team uh, to control your health conditions and raise your uh, that control your uh, risk of stroke. Mm-hmm. So we talked about a healthy diet, moderation. You would say, was there a good is there a good diet that you would. Um, uh, you know, go behind and say is the Mediterranean diet the the best one in, in general? We, we in usually there. talk
1: about yeah, they can be salt <laughs> a lot in of salt in Mediterranean <laughs> diet. Yeah, and in general, yeah, uh, you know, Mediterranean diet. Um, you know, watching the type of oils that you either have or mm-hmm. cook with in particular, uh, watching the salt in the diet. So the so, so healthy about fats dash are okay Diet then? healthy fats are good. So okay. that's where the fish. Eating fish a couple right. times a week because the oils in fish seem to be better and more healthy. So
0: okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about healthy weight, physical mm-hmm. activity, quitting smoking, all kinds right. of smoking. Um, What about uh, the alcohol intake? Is alcohol intake a risk for stroke?
1: yeah so you want to be careful with alcohol intake uh, it's pretty consistent across all the studies that more than one uh, the equivalent of one glass of wine per day actually increases your risk of both heart attack and stroke mm-hmm. uh, so we want to be very very cautious with especially anything over that limit lower, lower amounts of alcohol a little bit controversial there have been conflicting studies some showing some benefit others showing that actually could be harmed so mm-hmm. that's something you know uh, probably worth talking with your physician about uh, in for a person's individual situation to know whether it's a good idea or not and
0: so then we're also reading that um, alcohol affects women differently than men Mm -hmm. so which means that it could be a higher risk even if you're drinking alcohol as a woman for Mm -hmm. a higher risk of stroke correct
1: correct? absolutely
0: well thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you and if you'd like to make an appointment with a neurologist please call 216-636-5860 and for more information on stroke make sure you visit clevelandclinic.org slash stroke guide and thanks again for our listeners and viewers for listening to us today if you want to listen into more of our Health Essentials podcast from our Cleveland Clinic experts. Make sure you go to clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast, or you can subscribe on iTunes. And for more health tips and information, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Cleveland Clinic, just one word. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.